Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me my full party, our, uh, our Warlock. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Cody playing Necro. Our Bard. Our Bard. <laughs> Hey, it's Lauren playing Vala, the Asimar Bard. Our, I almost said, in the mic check, I said my Pahokwi, but I almost called you that again. Our Barbarian. Uh, this is Coop playing Pahokwi, the Yakfolk Barbarian, also known as Kenny's Pahokwi. Well, I think you're probably one of the crowd favorites. Uh, our Fighter. Hey, this is Nick playing Nalos, the Triton Fighter. Our druid. This is Clay. I'm playing Karak, uh, uh, the uh, Erico druid. And last but not least, our Furbolg rogue. Hi, this is Elise playing Leonora. So, when we last left off, our party had just found out from their uh, prince-turned-cat friend, Prince Felwind, that they were going to be... Uh, Riding in a carriage that he has requisitioned, thank you, that he has requisitioned in the town ahead of them. After a hurried day and a half's pace, some of the party is feeling it, but altogether they made it to the edge of this town. So, it's early mid-morning, the sun is in the air but not very high. But you can already see many of the farmhands in the in the outskirts of town making their way out to their daily choring. So, before you guys enter the town, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, does do the people in this town know that Pahokwi or not Pahokwi, God damn it, know that the prince is a cat, like a human turned cat? It's impossible for you to know unless you ask the prince. Okay. Well then, I want to tell the prince, uh, hey, I don't know a whole lot about this town, but talking cats uh, might scare people, so maybe let the four-legged people, or the two-legged people do the, do the talking. Prince Felwyn looks at you and, like, puffs his chest out as he tends to and then looks down at you and goes, Why would I do that? I have the proper pedigree to be praised wherever I purr. Where you, motley lot, look like a bunch of murderers from up north. That's true, but... That's a funny way to say heroes. (laughs) Uh... Purebred and felines is a little bit different than, you know, good pedigree and being a human. He sort of throws his paw in your general direction and continues moving forward. Well, I guess he's not the oddest looking creature out of us that talks. I mean, one of you is riding a giant crab. Like, I want to just keep that out there. Like, <laughs> you guys have a very unique silhouette on the horizon. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, although, I want to ask real quick, um, Prince Felwind, I don't think you've told us so far, what were you before you were turned into a cat? I was a prince, fool. But, but of what? what we don't race? mean to get racial, but... <laughs> And he sort of looks at you, understanding now that your question was a bit more simple than he had imagined. Uh, he goes, Why, I, like any pure blood of my line, the mighty Felwyn Kingdom's royal blood, stems deep in that in the Wood Elf and, in to some degree, the High Elf bloodlines. I thought that would be obvious from his attitude, guys. <laughs> Roasted. Some good old D&D racism. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. No. Uh, well, I guess we may as well go to this town and maybe find a place to get a good bit of real rest that's not, you know, just in some tents. Um, as we approach the town, uh, do I see it, like, in these farmers are coming out and stuff? Is there anybody that's having any kind of, like trouble that they could use a little quick muscle or that I see like so maybe a boulder fell on a man's leg <laughs> uh, why don't you give me a perception check on that then and uh, uh, for, for for sizing up physical prowess I will let you add half of your strength modifier to the roll half of my what? strength modifier okay what is it? he get that? 19 okay he gets it because I said so is the short answer, and my rationality, if you have to know, is he's trying to to size up the physical prowess of farmhands. So I figured primarily it's his perception, but his awareness of strength I felt would be relevant to him being able to do that. So, strength. Okay. Uh, and also this the skill check doesn't really matter. You, you got a nineteen, you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, you see amongst the several outlying farms outside of the, the town, uh, there is a uh, an old man making his way out to the field. Hard to tell what he is exactly, but he seems to be on the shorter side. Okay, do I see what he's doing? Like, is he just walking? Uh, I mean, unless you're going to, like, take a full minute and, like, stand there and, like, watch this guy... You just see him walking to what you would imagine would be today's chores. Oh, okay. Then uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, stop a, a walking dude while we have something to do. Okay. No, no one is in urgent care or an, an urgent need of okay. a yak folk strength. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need a hero. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so you guys wander into town. You see that it has a, uh, a rather respectably built uh, sign that says, you now enter the proper lands of the township known as Yorkton. And that's just like Yorkton. Not to be confused with Yorktown. Or Yorkshire, or New York, or York, or anything else, really. Just... Generic name for town, generic ending of town name, because fog naming shit's hard. 
Fair. If there's you're anyone right. that's listening to this that's a DM and you're like, man, naming shit is the easiest part of being a DM, then I'm clearly not a creative. Right. When I used to DM, my players would love to ask me characters' names, and so I would just get really mad and just look at them and just go, the character tells you his name, and move on. I did love asking you for names. Jerks. As a player, can't I? It's fine, Lauren. One day you'll be behind the DM shield. One day. Anyway, All right. so... That you see that, and also on the rest of the sign, there says "current mayor," and then a little like wooden sign on some hooks. Uh, just says one word. Just says "heart." H e a r t. No, like the organ. Um, oh wait, no, you like like the organ or like the rabbit. Oh, uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and sound like an idiot. Uh, I don't know what kind of rabbit is known as a heart and how it would be spelled. Okay, so just like the organ then? No, I, I recognize what I had said, and that is incorrect. It is H-A-R-T. Uh, like the rabbit, okay. 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 What kind of rabbit is known as a heart? Is that just like a species? I think you have hair. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, a heart okay. is a uh, stag. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. the case. Okay. Okay. I knew it was some <laughs> kind of animal... I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's okay. fine. I would like to do a knowledge check to see if I know anything about this town. Sure, go for it. I got a 16. Okay. You know that Harton, uh, where where are you from again? I think I'm from the main city. Okay. So you'd probably know a little bit about Hart Yorkton. You maybe met a... Uh, uh, a person that claimed to be from there once or twice. Uh, Harton is a simple town, uh, and, and, uh, not a great crossroads town or anything like that. They don't have the Ella rail coming through. So obviously they don't get the uh, commerce from that or anything, but it is a relatively new town. And despite that uh, is surviving. It's, it's harsh winter quite well uh, has obviously, as you can tell by walking into it, doing very well on the harvest side of things. And for a township that the majority of the buildings are made out of uh, wood and stone, for the sign that marks the uh, the edge of the township to be in this sort of quite well taken care of metal shows that there's there's clearly some amount of coin in this town that's helping everything stay moving forward. Okay. So, anything else before you guys properly enter and I have some encounters for you or anywhere you all all want to particularly head towards? Or maybe, heck, does someone just want to try and visually assess this township and maybe get some points of interest? I want to know the uh, shady parts of town that I may or may not want to go to. Can I discern where the uh, good parts of town are and the bad parts of town? You can, actually, without even a skill check. You can assess that there aren't probably any sketchy parts of town because the population on the sign says 283. So there might be... Bathroom closets bigger than this town. 
Yeah. The only thing sketchy in this town is the gene pool. <laughs> Savage. Um, are there any, like, guards or watchmen near the edge of town that we could ask directions or anything? Um, considering that the biggest thing that this township has to a proper outer defensive line is a ten foot, is like a six and a half foot tall uh, clay brick and, like, uh, wood spike wall... You don't see any active guard hood walking about, at least not in your direct line of sight. Okay. Right. I just think that, you know, maybe we want to find an inn, rest up for, you know, the day and go out and explore the town later in the afternoon. Well, you can definitely see a, a, an inn from the main path that leads into the city or the, the town. Um, Do we need an inn? What time is our carriage set to leave at? We don't know. We haven't paid for it yet. We should probably check on our carriage first, and then... Yeah, if we can leave today, like, I'm still kind of mad that we had to pay for the carriage. I don't want to have to pay for a hotel room before we can pay for the carriage. Yeah, because we could always just sleep on the carriage. Yeah, but I think Nala's... So hard. Yeah. Are so soft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you prissy noble. <laughs> We never uh, slept on the hard grounds of the plains before. <laughs> well, no, I think we carried you this whole way. <laughs> anyway, but you guys can very easily see a stable and an inn, which are the two first buildings you come across as you walk into the town. The uh, the, the the inn is oh, quite massive in size, but one of the larger buildings in your direct line of sight. It has two full stories to it. It's... Uh, Pretty good, pretty good square footage on the outside, at least, and uh, has a a active, actively billowing chimney, and you can smell the distinct smell of very warm and slightly buttered bread. Across the uh, cobbled, the beginning to be cobbled street, is a, a, a rather ghostly vacant stable. Um, there's an old mare sitting in one of the stalls that's just gritting on some, some hay. But there seems to be no one walking around the stables or anything like that. You said it's right next to the end. Yeah, like, you guys walk into the, into the town. First thing on the left is the inn. First thing on the right is the stables. Okay. Do I see anything that looks like it could be our carriage around the stables? Uh, you... Do not, but you also are only on the one side of the stable, so it would be hard to know for sure. Um, I would like to walk over to the stables okay. and uh, look around, see if I see anybody or possibly anything that resembles the carriage that Echo is checking on. So you walk up to the stable's door, and it's a nice, hearty, oaken door, and uh, has like one of those like cross sticks for a window. Like It doesn't even have any glass, it's just like an open porthole with little sticks for a cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see, and there's a couple candles uh, and uh, uh, an oil lamp lighting up the room, but uh, the door's locked. I'll give it a little knock. All right. Uh, you sleepishly, or sorry, you hear a sleepish groan as a, uh, a tiefling man holding his head pulls his upper body above the desk near the back of the stable main room and looks up with a rubbing his eye. Like, peers at you. 
and you can hear him kind of mutter and common, uh, just loud enough for you to hear. Sir, forgive me, last night was thorough. Are you wearing wools, or are you from the north? Uh, actually, I am from the north. And he sort of begins to drag himself around the, the, the desk and walking towards the door with a key ring that he's flipping through, through one pinched eye. And he goes, well, well, I don't know what business I might be able to be of to you, sir, coming from the north. I don't know your people to use horses. And he opens the door to let you in. Well, my friends and I have quite a bit of business down this way, actually. Uh, did anybody else, like, follow me, by the way? Yeah, I super yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, who is Prince Bellwind? I've been assuming that our bard has been doing... Yeah, totally. I'm chilling with Prince Owen. I'm just tuning him out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I uh, I look at the tiefling man, uh, tired tiefling, um, and I kind of look around the room and I go, well, we uh, actually, a friend of ours uh, told us that he had reserved a carriage for us. Oh, yes, if, yes, he sort of steps aside and pulls his key out of the door as you, and I assume your party hole, walks in. I have a... Uh, Indeed. If you don't mind. Uh, are you um, asking the tiefling, or...? No, okay. uh, the DM. Okay, sure. <clears throat> uh, I can't remember the lore around tieflings in your world. Sure. Would we be, you know, maybe in a city, but this is a small town, would we be somewhat... Um, surprised or shocked to find a tiefling here? Do um, we immediately think negatively of them? Uh, generally not. Uh, despite the fact that tieflings as a whole have a um, obviously deeply steeped bloodline from demons, or sorry, devils, uh, despite that, they're relatively common, especially in, in Yalzar Majora. Now, if this was a podunk little town in Yalzar Minor, or in like the southern reaches of Betwinsyarda, then sure, yeah, you would probably be like, whoa, you traveled far, but this close to the great city of Yal, it's really not that surprising. Okay. So even though we've been screwed over by like every tiefling we've come across so far. <laughs> we should read nothing into the fact that this person is also a tiefling. I'm going to just go on a side note real quick. Did you all Are just coming racist? Right, like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> like I think this is the episode where it's like the always sunny thing, like the gang yeah. is racist. Yeah, do you mean the first? <laughs> do, do, do you mean the first episode? <laughs> That's the first episode of that show. Is the gang gets racist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that because I remember seeing the... the beginning of every one of these episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, not all First tieflings episode, are the same. The gang shuns the train. <laughs> uh, no, no, the um, the not all not all tieflings are the same. Okay. Hashtag not all tieflings. <laughs> Hashtag not all fringe races. Jesus, guys. 
<laughs> anyway, elves, they're all stuck up. <laughs> anyway, so you guys all walk into the stable as uh, he puts his key ring back on his belt and um, sort of walks over and he's sort of mumbling a little bit and he goes, "Oh yes, 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 I do have a, a carriage." In the back, reserved for uh, a Prince Felwen. Yes, that's exactly how it's said. Yeah, I thought it was odd for a cat to speak, but I was assured by the cat that it had friends with good money. And, well, who am I to? And he sort of, like, flips out a ledger. He goes, who am I to judge a, a, a Prince, Prince cat person that has good money so the carriage has been dusted and prepped and fresh horses put to it and it could leave whenever your coin is ready all right uh how much coin is it going to cost well as i understand it and he sort of flips a few pages you're taking it to the forest just south of here to the the kingdom of felwind yes yeah well uh that would probably only be about 80 gold for the rental unless you aim to purchase it, in which case it would be closer to 300 gold. Uh, I turn to the party. I, I think this is a hard rent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anybody how... fight me on that? Well, <laughs> how, me, uh... how do we get it back to him if we're just renting it? Are you asking him that, or are you just like... I'm asking Fahokwi that. Okay, like, what, okay. what is our plan on getting this back? I'm not asking the, the shopkeeper guy yet. Uh, uh, Necro turns to the tiefling and asks, how, how will we return the carriage to you, good sir? And uh, he sort of waves his hand and goes, worry not, worry not. I, uh, many of the, the, the towns in this area, we, we sort of send a carriage, get a carriage kind of system. Once I receive word from the one of the stables in the Felwind Kingdom that they received my carriage, I will simply call out, uh, send word and whatnot to the other local stables, and if any of them have a spare carriage, they'll send it to me. Fantastic. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, so the... I'm going to talk to the, the shopkeeper. Uh-huh. The... You don't find one. Hmm? No, no, the the tiefling. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Smoke bomb. No, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think 80 is just uh, a little much. Some of these horses look a little, uh, look a little tired. Uh, would you... Would you be willing to do uh, 60? And I'm going to use a, do a persuasion check, if that's okay. Sure. See if I can go down to 60. Uh-huh. That's a 22. He uh, sort of looks at you and smiles and looks at the rest of your party and nods and takes like a big whiff of the air around your group a little not like creepy but like like very obviously like he takes a sniff and goes you all reek of red clay and and river water 
You all just got to town this morning, so I know that there's no way you could have assessed that carriage before you came in here. But your words are soft and kind. If you let me take the rest of the day to prepare it properly, I can do it for 60. Okay, I turn to party like that. I think that's fair. Okay. I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. And he says, "Oh, I expect half of it now and half of it later." Chief thinks I'm all right. <laughs> what? Now it's nine. I heard that one. I, I heard that once before. That's not my own thought. Uh, all right, so. I read it on uh, Breitbart. It's fine. <laughs> um, how do we want to split so this money? Well, I'll just chip five, in five. Five per person right now. Yeah. Later. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. All right. So he collects the five coins from each of you and nods in appreciation, counts it again, and puts it in a small leather satchel in a side of inside of a drawer in the desk. He says, very good. If you all would kindly find yourselves back here no later than midday tomorrow, that would be wonderful. But if you could also make sure you don't find yourselves here any earlier than sunrise, that would also be lovely. Perfect. That gives us just enough time for the rest that Nalus so desperately needs. <laughs> and to restock on supplies. Uh, there's some bread next door that's calling my name. Oh, you smell that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get some of that yeah. bread. Uh, let's get some of that bread. <laughs> Our hunger is rising like the bread. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sir, I-, I need to speak to the tiefling fellow for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Would you mind if my my wonderful... Uh, steed would stay here in your stables oh yeah just bring it around uh, if, if it's a any sort of like throws out a couple like what the rest of the party recognizes as like horse species you just hear as like made up words he goes if it's any of those I could actually hook it up to the carriage if you wouldn't mind we'll see uh, and I'm just gonna whistle and call for Chesapeake to Come on around the building. Okay. You whistle and Chesapeake breaks the front door trying to get in. Oh. <laughs> the tiefling screams. Oh, yeah. And shoots a, uh, and goes, monster! And like shoots his finger forward and a bolt of fire shoots forward. Uh, whizzes past everybody and scorches a mark near the door frame. Uh, but that spooks Chesapeake to scuttle away a few feet. Uh, I'm going to jump in between him and Chesapeake and be like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 it's it's okay. It's Chesapeake. She is my wonderful steed. I just need her to, to stay and rest for a bit because I, I don't think she would be welcome in the inn with us. Uh, the tiefling is visually terrified uh, and like points his slightly smoking finger down to the door that's lying on the floor in borderline splinters 
and like back to the door frame that's been busted in and to the door and then to the crab and then to you and he goes that's I can pay for that <laughs> it's cool it's yes. cool I got this. He can pay for that. <laughs> I cast men. Okay. A few pieces of splintered wood form back up. I cast it again. <laughs> I, I know it is. Are you going to sit here and cast men until this is fixed? I mean, I mean, how, what's, what's the damage? <laughs> no, 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 no. So when I use the word, it's lying in splinters. I don't mean like it got knocked off the hinges by a strong kick. I mean, a giant crab slammed into a wooden door and it fell into pieces. I don't know what you have against men. <laughs> you know, you can blame my old party members for that. Can I, uh... Busted doors being mended. If I take ten, can I mend the door? If you give away a second level spell slot, you can mend the door. <laughs> Gazes at spell slots. <laughs> Fine, I'll mend, I'll mend the door. All I'll right. Cast the most badass mending spell. <laughs> Plays Freebird the door. Wait, mends wait, 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 wait. But before you do that, can I can I make sure the Chesapeake is not currently still inside this man's house? <laughs> no, no, no. She tried to break in and fucked up the door, but okay. then when he shot a bolt at the door frame, she only had like a claw in and then she scuttled ten feet away from the door. Okay, okay. So she didn't like full on Kool-Aid man this. No. <laughs> There's a crab-shaped hole in the wall now. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'll uh, I'll mend the door. All right. Uh, you assured the tiefling that you can fix the door, uh, but it will take you. Powerful uh, bard. But it will take you. It will take you some time to do that. So, you assure your party that you'll be done in about an hour, and you can join with them then. I'm going to tell Nalos he owes me a, uh, a pastry. <laughs> of course. What's some of that bread? It is, but I'll get you one. Cool. All right. I'll stay and fix the door. Well, good luck with that. I'm going to be in for bread. <laughs> I've had to carry a bird on my back for the last night. Uh, Alright, so you all turn to go to the inn, but you've noticed that your rogue has gone missing. Yep. Huh. Where did Nara go? She has been awfully quiet. Isn't she always, though? Mm. I mean, rogue. All right. Um, so you do you all go to the inn? Maybe she already went there ahead of us. Yep. Now to be some bread. All right. To the inn. 
to the end. Chesapeake, please stay to the end. Uh, the tiefling Listen sort of... to this nice tiefling man. Uh, he asks that you escort Chesapeake to the back of the stable and tie her to a, a, a post like anyone else would to their horse before you leave. And if she causes any further structural damage to the stable, you will have to pay for it, regardless of your friend's magical ability. Right. Stay here. Behave. Don't. Don't break anything. <laughs> I know we break a lot of things. That's, that's kind of all we've done so far. But just try really hard. This is the exception. Just be nods as a crab can in agreement, uh, and and sort of like just you know lets you tie her up to a post that she could easily pull out of the ground. And they just like crab squats. <laughs> I don't know what a crab resting would be called. Like I don't, I don't know what the word, I don't know what the verb for a crab sitting is. Uh, I'll try to find that out by next session. Cool. <laughs> what is it called when a crab sits? <laughs> That's I want to like check the the metrics on how many times that phrase has been Google searched and just see like a little spike out of nowhere on the first the the eighth of January twenty eighteen. Apparently not because the only answer is molting. <laughs> I'm getting stuff about lice and uh, STDs. Right. Anyway, sit down and get syphilis. <laughs> no, but she got crabs. anyway uh so the party except for the bard and the rogue come in step into the uh the inn that has quite the amount of people in it actually uh it's not like bursting at the seams and there's no line to get in but for a sleepy little town like this has shown itself to be up to this point to walk in and see what easily could fit 50 or so people at tables and bar is I mean, there's barely enough room for you all to be able to find a table. And as you all walk in, the sort of some of the conversation stops and plenty of people look over at you all. And one guy not breaking his eyes off of you sips his morning ale. Morning ale. And then half of them sort of like turn away back kind of slowly, maybe a little intimidated. But to break the silence, a big booming voice calls from the kitchen, Loaf's ready! And uh, a few people like sort of shake themselves into awareness and, you know, mind themselves back to their meals for the morning. As uh, a quite portly dwarf comes from the kitchen bearing a tray on his on his head that just is just a, a, a wall of fresh, smelly steam that just fills the room with that sweet aroma of freshly baked bread. <laughs> and uh, he sort of walks around with in tow behind him a uh, young half-elf woman with a pair of tongs and she sort of like grabs a loaf as they pass a table and puts it on pretty much every single table in the room. Uh, and as they pass you, the sort of half-elf woman sort of like 
bows a little with sort of like saluting almost with her tongs and says, I'll be back with you boys in just a moment. Great. Thank you. So this whole little dance and charade goes on where she places the loaf on every single table and all of the villagers and passerbys that are sitting at tables where there's now a loaf of bread quickly dig into that loaf of bread. Uh, One of the sketchier tables reaches over and grabs a loaf of bread from one of the very few open tables. And, uh, but not too long, the half-elf woman sort of walks over to you all and goes, is this your whole group or is anyone over at the stables? Well, there's at least one of us by the stables and one of us is somewhere. Well, I'll make it. I'll make a table just for what I see and one more. And if the other comes by, I'll fetch another stool. Wonderful. So you all go and uh, walk over and, and are treated to a table. And she asks if any of you would want a glass of wine or a, a swig of, of uh, honey ale to go with your morning breakfast. Oh, a mug of honey ale would be fantastic for me. Start the day off right. And uh, she asks if any of you favor more eggs in lieu of a ham steak for your breakfast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will take less eggs. Honey ale for me and less eggs. She when when uh, when the two when the two of you say that she actually audibly gasps and apologizes, thinking she has committed some sort of a cultural <laughs> faux pas. And she says, "Oh oh oh, I'm so sorry. I we don't see well any of your kinds in these parts. I, I the first round is on me, boys. I'll be right back with it." And she goes on to fetch some food. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna still eat the eggs. <laughs> but but Hoku like puts both of his hands on the table. Is like, she's gonna get me eggs though, right? Like I still like I'm, like, I'm still getting eggs. Like we eat eggs and meat. <laughs> like you you think that I want you to bring me some eggs in this restaurant? No, all the eggs you have. I know what I'm about, son. <laughs> Uh, all right, so not too long of a time passes, and uh, you guys, I'm sure, dig into that that sweet, sweet bread. Uh, it's got almost like a King Hawaiian sort of flavor to it, a little, although a little more on the wholesome, less sweet. But around there is where I imagine this bread is. And uh, just after you are all brought, uh, you know, big honking plates of freshly butchered and cooked. Uh, Ham steaks or and or eggs, uh, and a a sort of slew of uh, steamed vegetables, and uh, a round of ale precedes him, of course, and she leaves a small like I guess like a growler almost, maybe not like exactly a growler in design, but like effectively a growler of honey ale on the table. And uh, then after she sort of goes back off, not too long, another round of bread loaves come out. Uh, oh, is, this is the best inn that we've been at. 
since we left Port Clamara. Can just stay here for a little while? <laughs> uh, can, can I grab three of those bread loaves? Uh, the moment you reach your hand up to the tray, rather than waiting for the loaf to be put on the table, the half-elf woman playfully, but forcefully, smacks the top of your hand with the scalding hot tongs. <laughs> and she sort of gives you a playful wink that's like, First time that's uh, all that happens, do it again and it will be a problem. <laughs> yeah, Nalos. Don't get too handsy with those buns. <laughs> oh my god, thank you so much. Uh, I like put it up there and I was like, someone will get it. Someone will get it. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, not too long. Uh, I assume you guys just fucking just commit a small war crime on this breakfast. <laughs> oh, yeah. We put a hurting on it. Uh, not too long. Uh, Nala comes in. Nara. What? Is it, It's Vala and Nara. Yes. What did I just say? Uh, Nala. Nala. You can mind both. <laughs> a lion walks into the bar. <laughs> uh, no, it's Vala comes in. Nope. <clears throat> Nara comes in. Oh, is that the case? Because last I checked, I was the DM. Okay. Do, am I coming in? Would you like to come in at the end? You finished your job at the stables. I would love to. I... Worked up a hunger, doing all that sitting and spell crafting. Yep. Uh, I'm going to join my friends at the table and uh, tuck in. Yeah, it's the the meal is delightful Great. as it was to the to your allies. Uh, it it the there's about a third of a loaf of this hot fresh bread available. Um, a loaf and a half will, will fill even mighty bellies, but, uh, your food is still quite warm. Your, uh, the, the ale has just lost its head and it's a wonderful way to start a very long day after basically marching for a day and a half. Excellent. Uh, you guys finish up, uh, the half elf, as seems to be the only... Um, waitress of any kind in the establishment and seems to be the only person of staff here except for the dwarf that came out with the bread before and she stops by your table as you all seem to look somewhat done she says so I don't mean to pass judgment on you fine folk and welcome and as she sort of says to uh, Vara are you all staying the night with us or just passing through well looks I, I guess we'll be staying the night um, <clears throat> since we can't go back to our stable. <laughs> Hold in your excitement there, Noble. I thought the, I thought the stable was going to be open later today. Did they say it was tomorrow? Afternoon. Yeah, tomorrow midday. Before sunrise, but uh, before sun down or sometime like that. He said, after... We'll be there before sunrise. After sunrise, before midday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are cats allowed in this inn? 
she she sort of shakes her shoulders and goes, "It's never been a problem before, sir." Wonderful. Good. You might have a new rule later, but okay. Well, is there a cat amongst you? I don't see one. Uh. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Damn. Uh, Damn cat. Follow. Stable. Wearing one. Uh, uh, did I notice him leaving? Camera cut to Nara. Uh, Nara, you just turn away from the person you had been dealing with. Turns out, like any t- any town, there is an underbelly. This one just has a very clean one that's hard to find. But as you turn from the uh, hooded figure who sort of gives you a thieves cant of, like, good business, uh, and you put your purchase away... You turn and see Prince Felwind has followed you the entire time and says, I figured you'd do better than what you're doing now. I looked at him and say, I figured that you wouldn't ever dirty your paws in a place like this. A place like this? And he sort of like swipes at the bottom of it. It's just dirt. I've kept in worse company in your pouch. All right, well, have fun cleaning your butt later from all this dirt. And I try to go back to where I came from. He sort of follows you and goes, So, what is that for? Your friends or someone else? Uh, Sometimes friends and someone else are one and the same. Well, I hazard to guess that whatever paltry thing you purchased couldn't harm a single hair on my head. Fur on your head. I'm glad that you know the difference. Right, I guess the conversation just dies there. (laughs) What? I said I guess the conversation just dies there. I lost you there. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So you all make your you you and Prince Selwind go to the opening, and you see that the door has been fixed on the stable. But uh, do you go into the inn? Uh, I want to check in on Chesapeake and just like give her a little nose boop. Uh, she chitters in mild excitement as you approach. And then, uh, and then, uh, gurgles and crab. I can understand. I use my speech of beast to tell Chesapeake what a good girl she is. I believe your speak with beasts from Furbolg is limited to small mammals and burrowing mammals. God damn it, Chesapeake! You're the wrong kind of animal. <laughs> Fine. I don't tell her that she's a good girl after all. I mean, you can try to, but like... Nope, she doesn't deserve it. I still boop her nose, though. That's unnecessarily savage for a being that can't help being what it is. (laughs) Anyway. Alright, you go uh, to... Oh, by the way, the Prince Felwyn didn't follow you at that point. So, the door to the inn opens uh, as the party sort of uh, finishes their conversation with the uh, half-elf waitress 
and you hear a booming voice, although you see no one walk in through the door. Uh, but it is undeniably Prince Felwyn's voice, and he goes, Wench, a fine drink for me. The path has been long and hard on my paws. I think we found him. <laughs> That's our cat. <laughs> she sort of smiles and, like, looks down and goes, Does he always talk? It's so cute. <laughs> and he does we all the time. He loves it when you tell him he's cute. She sort of you like should tell him that. She sort of like gets really giddy and like walks over and like <laughs> leans all the way down and says, "Of course I can get an ale for you. Please let me show you to your table." And she picks him up <laughs> and like carries him like a baby. Does she support his hindquarters or just pick him up by the belly? She has probably handled at least one cat in her life. She grabs him completely and carries him over to the table and, like, rests him on the table and, like, grabs one of your guys' unused saucers and pours a little bit of ale into the saucer and sort of, like, <laughs> nudges it towards him and go, there you go. And she, like, pets the, like, scratches the top of his head and in an mm-hmm. impressive turn of events, Felwind is all about this and laps up the ale, oh. loving the pets. This is the quietest we've seen him since we found him. Maybe we should pet him more. Maybe we should give him ale more. You're right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's about this time uh, your 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 fine rogue Nara comes in. Yeah, so I just see him sitting down and go grab a seat. If there is any mugs nearby that have any amount of ale on them at all, I want to pick it up and drink it. I don't care whose it is. Okay, you grab from a nearby table. To which one of the <laughs> from one of the farmhands who reaches up, grabs you by your upper forearm, and says, "Hey, mate!" And he he's much shorter than you because he's not a fucking half giant, um, <laughs> but has been quite emboldened by his morning ale, and says, "I'd mind you if you take your furry mitts off my mug." I apologize. I mistook you for one of my own. And I give her back her ale. The now gender-bent farmhand says, not a problem, and takes it, takes her, her arm from you and goes back to sipping her ale. But you join your party, and, and the half-elf waitress has already returned with a fresh plate of food for you and a empty mug to fill. And uh, you join your party. The party is again recombined. All right. So looks like we have little over a day to kill in this town here. Uh, what does everyone want to do? I think I'm going to resupply a bit after we finished eating and drinking, and then. Maybe take a nice rest. Or visit the blacksmith and sharpen all of my 
fine weaponry. On that note, uh, you all see a thick and gritty hand place a slightly burned on the underside, but larger than previous loaves of fresh bread on the little plate in the middle of the table. And a big, burly sort of... Both... Uh, el- oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I gotta, I gotta not get in the character. I knocked my <laughs> webcam over. Alright, that's actually not so bad. Right, so... The dwarf you had seen before sort of like rests both of his shoulders on the edge of your table and goes, So, you're quite the unlikely crowd. Been a while since I've seen skin so blue and a face so furry looking at Nara. What brings you sorts of people into my fine inn? Well, it's just a fine stopping point on our journey. Bread. And bread. He gives you a, a finger snap and he goes, No better place in town for bread, I have to say. I'm a little proud. My father put copper together. I put dough together. You should be. This is the best I've eaten since we left Port Clamara. Oh, you come from Port Clamara. That's quite the way north. It's, it's been an interesting trip so far. Very good. So, my fine young companion in arms tells me that you're looking to stay the night, is that correct? Yeah, that is. Well, you're a bigger group than I could normally accommodate, but I could put you in two rooms that are next to each other if that sounds fine. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. How much uh, do you charge? Well, for today's breakfast, tonight's dinner... And for tomorrow's breakfast, plus the rest, well, I can give you the keys now, but I need them back before you leave, of course. But for all that, ten gold for the lot of you. That's fair. Okay. You know what? I slide him ten gold out of my pocket. Okay. Uh, appreciate it. Put stuffs it into one of the pouches in his, uh, his, uh, Oh, jeez. What do you call it? Aprons. Yeah. You know, so, ugh. do you all want a window, or do you care for windows not? I like a nice view, so I, I'll take a window. Very good. I'll put one of your rooms in a corner where the windows are. So, I'll get those keys fetched for you in just a few moments. If I can interest you in an ale for the road, your coin is always good here. It's uh, two drinks with breakfast, two drinks with dinner. Anything more than that, you got to pay the bar. Okay. I'd so ask reasonable. for your names and waste your time, but I'm pretty sure I could pick you out of a crowd. <laughs> Probably. Well, anyway, he sort of leans back up, cracks his back quite audibly. Sort of reaches his hand out towards the table, whoever takes it. My name is Aldrin. Nice to meet you. I'll shake that dwarf's hand. My big old yak hand. Gives you a nice hearty shake. Yeah, I'm gonna, um... Uh, say hello and give him my name. Okay. Yeah, I will also give him my name. I will also shake his hand and give him my name. Alright. 
<laughs> nods and appreciate. I want to roll a uh, perception on this dude. Sure. He seems very jovial. Uh, does he actually need it? That's is, he, is he sad inside like the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a perception. I wouldn't. I want to say that's insight. <laughs> okay. Um, three. Yeah, this guy's about as nice as a fucking rainbow. I gladly shake his hand. <laughs> he takes your hand and actually, among, instead of the rest of you, he pulls you close. And he goes, you smell like the wrong side of town. Mind yourself under my roof. Let's go, your hand. Did I hear that? Do you want to we... think that you heard that? Um, yes, I want to have heard that. Then you will have to give me a skill check of some caliber. Well, I rolled a one on a perception, so... Well, then you didn't hear it, and that's unfortunate. Uh, I would roll that skill check as well to see if I heard it too. And that's a hard seven. Nice. <laughs> you heard him whisper, but you couldn't be sure as to what it was he said. Um, I would like to shake his hand and introduce myself. Okay. And ask uh, if he knows anything about the kingdom of Felwind. Well, yes, it's one of the larger kingdoms just south of here in the forest of the same name. Has uh, have there been any strange goings on? Yeah, strange goings on that you've heard recently. Ah, uh, I'll gladly talk to you about it if you mind. If I grab a stool first. Sure, go go ahead. And while I'm at it, I'll let. Well, she'll be back with the keys, shall you say? He walks over and talks to the waitress for a moment, and comes back with a stool from the bar and. Pops a squat at your table and again sort of leans over with both his elbows dug into the wood. And not too long, the half elf waitress comes around with uh, with a with two ales for him and a pair of keys. One with a each of them have a little wooden medallion roped to the open head, and uh, one says seven, one says eight. And he sort of slides the two keys towards the center of the table for whoever wants them, okay. and uh, he sort of gulps it down about a half of one of the ales and he goes, ah, you know, I don't have a drop until I finish baking bread for the morning, but I gotta say, nothing quite takes a sweat off my brow like this honeymead uh, ale. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to, uh, I quite agree with you, sir. Um, uh, me and my friends are a fan of ale and we haven't had some for quite some time being on the road. Uh, I would be, uh, I'm a uh, world-famous bard and would be happy to play at your establishment in exchange for uh, drinks for me and my friends tonight. I have the feature uh, by popular demand, which means I am, uh, uh, you can always find a place to perform, usually an inner tavern. Um, yep. 
at such a place you receive free lodging and food for of a modest and comfortable standard as long as you perform each night yep so he awesome. uh so, me. so hold on now <laughs> aldrin aldrin eyes you up and down and says well, that'll do quite fine. I was actually about to inquire as to how well you pay that play that instrument. No, I'd be honored to have you play in my inn tonight. But uh, the free drinks are for you. I'll throw you back a gold coin from your cost of, li of living for the night. And uh, I'll even let you put out a little tip jar if you want. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Not at all. The boys in this town can get a little restless. As you can see, they're already quick off to doing their daily routines. You notice as he sort of looks over his shoulder and over half of the people that had almost filled this place had already left for the day. I mean, they ate their breakfast and skedaddled. Uh, and so he goes, but I'm sure if the word in town gets spread nice and wide, I'm, this place will be busting at the seams to hear someone so illuminate play a song. All right. Uh, so I'll show up uh, just before dinner to play some songs. Well, if you're in this, if you're in this part of town and you see the sun setting, if you smell the bread, it's dinner time. Okay. He says, "Well, I believe someone had questions for me." I actually didn't hear you there when you just spoke. Oh, he said, I believe someone had questions for me. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're supposed to be heading towards the Kingdom of Feltland, and we haven't really found anybody that could tell us much about there. We just know it's a forest, it's the Forest of Feltland, yep. same name as the Kingdom. That's That's about it. Well, as you could probably infer, my young man, that probably means that the kingdom is quite powerful in that area. And you would be right. I myself have only lived in Yorkton since it started, which has only been about five years. So I can't tell you old history of the, thing, the kingdom of Felwind or the forest of it. But I can tell you what I know recently. I can tell you that I know the name, and I used to live in the great city of the, of the wintry north up there. Rub elbows with you yak folk people all the time, sort of looks to Pahokwe. Uh, you would know the city he's talking about. There's a, a quite large city, it, almost in the smack dab middle of the tundra. And any yak folk tribe that doesn't have a permanent home somewhere regularly trades with that city. Uh, has a little bit of a quite prominent underbelly of crime. Like, so much so that the, the city itself has, like, 40-foot-tall posts of great trees, almost, that it rests on. And the, everything under that level is a slum. Everything above it is, like, gilded and beautiful. It's, it's a very, like, strong dichotomy of class in that city. So you know that he's probably from the upper side, and or he's from the <laughs> lower side and wanted to get the fuck out. But uh, he continues. So... In the past few years, I know the Kingdom of Felwind has been actually very generous to this town. They, uh, one moment. 
So, we've been pretty nice and kind back. Whenever we have the spare workers and the harvest isn't required to be harvested, uh, we send able bodies to the kingdom and they always come back and very much in one piece and they usually bring a nice sizable amount of gold and precious metals. So, we, we keep doing our part by helping the kingdom with whatever projects they require and they keep us quite well off. Say, uh... Interesting. Uh, anybody else have something they'd like to ask about this place? What can you tell us about the, uh... Do you know anything about the people who rule the Kingdom of Felwood? I was just thinking about saying something about that to you all. I assumed you didn't want to hear about their commerce, necessarily. Yeah, it seems that there was a spat of some sort in the royal family of Felwyn not too long ago. Before this town was formed, but not too much before it. Uh, any, any rumor on what came of that spat? Yes, I understand the the one that lost was exiled, and the one that stayed is now the king. Mm. Such how regal spats go, in my understanding of the thing. But I keep my eyes on my dough, and I keep my nose in my powder. That came out off. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you notice at this point he's done with both of his ales already. That's what happens when you drink two ales in only a few minutes, I guess. All right. Well, I, I thank you for uh, what information you could give. Uh, is there any notable things that we should check out while we're in town here? Well, I imagine if you're trying to put your nose in more people's knowledges, I would go and talk to the mayor. He's the one that always orchestrates connections between the Kingdom of Felwind and Forth. He's a good man. I trust him with everything, and you should too. All right. Well, thank you, sir. We yes. will uh, be sure to look into that. But other than that, we have an apothecary in town which is houses our healer. We have a blacksmith, mainly sticks to mending old pitchforks and the like, but I've seen him craft a few blades for passers-by in the past. We have a general store, which you might find some odds and ends in, especially hunting supplies. <coughs> but uh, outside of that, you will probably find yourself rather bored in this town for the day. Alright. Well, if we have any more big questions, I'm uh, sure we'll come back and check in with you. Sort of nods and says, well, very well, my friends. I will see you all at some point this evening, I'm sure. But uh, until then, if you'll excuse me, it's time to start making dinner. He sort of stands up and cracks his back once more and Leaves the two empty ales who are then quickly picked up by the half-elf waitress. And she sort of 
curtsies gently and scurries off. So you all have the okay. day ahead of you. We all want to go to various places together. I think I'm going to seek out this apothecary and possibly some other stores, resupply. Uh, but I do think that maybe one or two or more of us should go and have a talk with the mayor, get a little more information about where we're going. Yeah, definitely. I'm interested in going to the general store. All right. Sure. So shall we just all go to the general store real quick? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so you guys pass the apothecary on your way. Uh, who wanted to go in there? Because you could probably just pick up what you needed real fast. Me. Um, I want to go in and see if he has any healing potions. Yep, sells them for 35 gold apiece. Damn. That's cheaper than what they are in the book. You're yeah. right. As a steal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick up one healing potion from him. All right. Uh, and then you guys go to the general store. You guys have pretty much full reign of the player's handbook uh, adventuring supplies and gear. Um, but as the... You also notice this, this the, the person who owns the shop is probably a Fletcher of some kind. Has a nice array of hunting spears, javelins, uh, a couple of crossbows, about four or five regular bows of varying sizes, and uh, a whole barrel full of bolts and arrows. How much is he selling one of those javelins for? That's what I want to check uh, out. He sells it. What, what's the? Do you know what the the base price is from the book? It's what I am looking at right now. The javelin is five silver pieces. Yeah, he sells them. He I sells, want to buy one of those. I was gonna say he sells them three for a gold. Ooh, yeah, taking some. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll get three of them. I think I go up to seven javelins because I threw one in anger before. It splintered and blew up when I could only speak. Ugh. Honestly, since we traveled so far, uh, are there any nice robes that I could possibly buy? Uh, yeah, the main thing that you see in terms of uh, robes is hard weather robes, like heavier uh, weather-resistant robes that have been uh, gently slicked with uh, like an oil. Uh, not like a, not oil, but like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a wax? Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say wax necessarily, but yeah, basically that, uh, uh, the outer layer of the cloak has been waxed or robe. Okay, and how much are this? Uh, the entire outfit is uh, just five gold. Yep, I'll take me a set of them robes then. All right. They're heavier than your normal dress, but you feel like if it was a very, even if it was a very cold night, you could probably just sleep in that and be warm. Perfect. All right. Um. I want to get some more rations. All right, um, buy them at printed cost in the handbook. Cool. I want to get uh, two healer's kits, if that's possible. Uh, he says, unfortunately, you're probably going to have to f buy proper healing kits 
uh, with local herbs and whatnot from the apothecary next door. Oh, okay. But you can go and do that right now and just buy them at printed costs. Okay. And uh, I guess I'll also grab three javelins. All right. I'm also going to buy more food. Rations are smart. Yep. Yeah. Yep, same. same here. Do rations go bad or are they... The idea behind like trail rations is that they last a very long time. So, sure, they do go bad, but not in any amount of time that you would probably experience in a regular game. Okay. Is a ration a day's worth or a meal's worth? It's a day's worth. All right, I'll get like 10. Oh, I must have bought rations. Um, you might have gotten some in your starting pack. Well, and also, mm. also the Yak Folk tribe gave you guys some food. Yeah. And I'm sure we were able to get the fish tank on the boat, but now that we're, you know, not by... A steady uh, source of food other than going hunting that will slow us down. I just want to have something. I'm going to start doing that hunting thing every time we're uh, traveling somewhere. Yep. Ready to rest, yeah. Teach me your ways of land hunting. It's so just like water hunting. Hippo, punch hippo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is that all Ask you guys wanted to? Checks remarkably. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else that you wanted to do? Yeah. Is there anything of like real, like super high value within the store? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and give me a unaltered D twenty check. Eleven. Okay. You find, so you you inquire to the good owner of the store and say, uh, say we're 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 adventurers and we're very appreciative for your fine goods. But do you have anything, any some any top shelf shit? Uh, to which he sort of goes, oh yeah, just uh, give give me give me just a moment. Let me uh, find some. Some odds and ends that the average farmhand doesn't need. And by that I mean the DM says, give me a moment to look into one of my rule books with magic items in it. <laughs> and I'll take a look. Alright. <clears throat> He grabs forth a bundle of five arrows and says that this bundle of five arrows are, are certainly quite magical. Um, essentially, he points out that they are... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're plus one arrows. He purchased them in a trade from a, uh, a elven hunter from the forest of Felwind who said that these were always some of his favorite arrows.
Anyone? Any takers? Uh, sounds really nice oh. for somebody that's not me. Yeah, it sounds like this is a pretty awesome era. So I'm just a, a purveyor of uh, cool stuff. Could, uh, Does anyone in our group have a bow? I don't no. think so. I I have a longbow that I don't use. I have a crossbow. Oh, shit! <laughs> don't they use bolts though? Yeah, they use bolts. Yeah, cause I got I got a crossbow too, but oh. I'll fucking use it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and buy some more parchment for okay. my songwriting since we used up quite a bit with Hoagie's whole speaking thing. He goes, ah, yes, this is something I have that you might be interested in. And he sort of rummages in the, the back room for a moment and then comes back and produces a, a rather large-sized uh, ruby amulet that sort of gleams with, with a nice, thick uh, sort of cone of, of light as sunlight pierces it onto the ground. You can see it casts almost like a red spotlight on the ground underneath it. And he's and he sort of he puts it on, and you can see his eyes like, and he has like relatively sizable globes of red fire around his eyes that sort of leave smolders as he walks around. And then he goes, "This amulet gives you quite the little kick of magical power." And he sort of like throws his hands and like shoots a small firebolt from his hands. Uh, that scorches uh, a floorboard. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. How much would you be selling uh, that amulet for? He sort of takes it off and his eyes no longer glow. And he says, oh, this, well, I would imagine for the ability to shoot flames like that, a mere 350 gold coin. Uh, uh. Ah. <laughs> I uh, I just step back, so I'm not part of this conversation anymore now. After mentioning that price, uh, I nod my head and then turn around and leave the store. Just wait outside. <laughs> <laughs> this is so ominous. Uh, can I um, can I hold the the amulet? Um, as he, bef- as you're saying that, he sort of walks past you to bid Necro to return. He goes, "Sir, sir, sir, I could easily if if it, if three hundred and fifty gold coins is right out, I could easily be talked down to two hundred gold coins." I stop for a second, turn around and look at him, and just go, "Eh, keep going, keep walking." Uh, 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 and he sort of turns to you, and goes, "Yes, forgive me, of course," and he sort of extends his hand to you. Um, so, and I do like an Arcana check, um, <clears throat> what, what actually is this amulet? Uh, let me double check how that works. I don't know, is Arcana still a thing? I know, there's like identify. Well, yeah, the, I know that, My I'm, head's all confused with 3.5 yeah, now, so. I know what yeah, Arcana is skill in 5th edition. All right, yeah, go ahead and give me just a raw arcana then. Not raw, oh, like if you're proficient in it or whatever, like roll with proficiency. But. Um, 14. Okay. 
Uh, let me see. So. I just want to know if it's like a once per day. Does it have a certain number of charges? That kind of. That's um, knowledge I'm trying to get with, at here. With, with that, you can deduce that the. The amulet definitely has evocation magic to it. Okay. Um, but that's as much as you can tell by just que quickly assessing it. Okay. Um. <clears throat> uh, could you be persuaded to uh, sell the amulet for 100 gold? He sort of looks at the amulet and looks back to you and says, I paid just over a hundred for it, if I'm entirely honest. So if you could do 120, uh, you've got it. Um, Tell you what, I'll ship in 25 gold for you to be able to get that, since you were nice enough to spare me from paying for that door. All right. Which is fair, because that's like about as much as I was going to charge you for that door. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> like, I wanted it to hurt you, because I know in your mind when you said what you did, you totally were like, I'm outside of the stable, and I'm walking around with... But you are like, I whistle for Chesapeake, and then I walk her around to the back, and I was like, gotta mind where you do stuff. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I was... Not surprised in the least when you were like, she just barreled through the door. Because I was like, oh, I should have specified a little more when I whistled. <laughs> but, you know. Should have had a more specific whistle. Well, uh, Alright, uh, I'm going to go ahead and buy this amulet. Alright, so he takes 100 from you, or 95 from you, and 25 from Nalos, and then hands the amulet to you and says, uh, now, it will not function for you right away. It won't even give you the sort of embery eye look right away. You have to take some time and, and sort of bring it into your own. This is game speak for, or in character speak for, you have to attune to this item. Okay. Um, I'm going to write it down in my <clears throat> my items. What should I call it? Uh, just ruby amulet of fire eyes or whatever you want to, whatever you want to name it. Really, as long as you're consistent, is all I care about. Amulet of blasting. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. But I was it, hoping you'd get the official name for it. So yeah, so I you could, could look it up. Of course, this. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I'm that fucking idiot. How dare you? <laughs> <That's> a shot. <laughs> all right, you, all right. So, uh. You all leave there. Um, what, what do you What do you do? Well, I'm broke. <laughs> um, I mean, we've stopped at two of the shopkeepers. We may as well stop by the smith and just see if he's got anything weird going on. Nullis, didn't you want to get a healer kit? Yeah, I got those. I stepped oh, out. Did you already? Okay. Grab those from the the place where you got your healing potion. Okay. Yeah, right. uh, I was looking to swing by the blacksmith and yeah. maybe see if he could sharpen up my uh, weapons a bit. Yeah, while we're in town. 
Yeah, he. Uh, you go in, and the tall, broad-shouldered blacksmith is just putting her hair up in a nice, like, almost uh, Dragon Ball Z-like bun at the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sort of looks to you all as you enter and goes, Ah, don't see the kind of you every day. What are you here for? I assume there's not a an errant and rusty hay scythe amongst you or a bent pitchfork? No, uh, I'm just looking to get my weapon sharpened up a bit while I'm in town. Not a problem. One silver apiece. All right. Well, I, uh, I hand her my glaive. Get right. it sharpened. So you can see she immediately puts it to the grindstone and... Not a few minutes later, you have a freshly honed blade. Awesome. And I give her silver? Yep. The next three strike, the first three strikes you apply deal plus one damage. Awesome. Uh. I don't actually need anything from here, but I assume we may as well stop at all the shops while we can. Yep. Yeah, the, the blacksmith, as was pointed out to you by the innkeeper, is very modest. Uh, she's got a couple swords on a rack. She's got a, a, a set of chain that she's been probably working on for a few months. But outside of that and some miscellaneous plates that aren't attached to anything, she doesn't really have much to offer. All right. Uh, shall we move on see what other stores there are? Before we go and check out uh, or try to get some information out of the mayor. Yeah. I believe that's all the places of interest. Oh, yeah. uh, then to the mayor's office. To the mayor. As you all approach the gated yard of the small manor, and when I say small manor, I mean like it's a house with a second story that's more than 15 feet wide. Uh, it's It's no great estate by any measure, but it is definitely strongly built and has a fence around it, which is better than what many of the local houses have to boast. Uh, And at the front gate, standing, arguing with a single guardsman, excuse me, standing there, arguing with the guard, is Prince Felwyn. Of course he is. Because you guys can't keep track of a fucking cat for some reason. He's a cat. They're like self-sufficient animals. How often, babe, do you want us to say that we check on him? Um, I don't really, if I'm entirely honest. Uh, But if you want me to not take liberties with his location, then, uh, I don't know. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Prince Felwyn, stand in. (laughs) For, oh, but for check the, this out. Um, this is a picture of my roommate's cat that she got put on a pillow. That is. I need, I need one of Buck. Do not give her that website. <laughs> there will be 13 pillows of Puck next time you visit. Yeah. Yeah, to different poses. <laughs> I, however, would like that website to be able to get Jazz something. So. All right, I will. I it on the Facebook. Anyway, 
yeah, one of our players has a has a body pillow of their roommate's cat. Alright. I get that it's not yours. I just <laughs> that totally disarmed me. <laughs> I had like all the energy set up for like a nice heated argument between two NPCs. And you just pull up a cat body pillow and I just got I got no steam. I've got no heat. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so the guard says, You cannot meet with the mayor at this time. Mayor Hart is quite busy. And Prince Felwyn in, retor- in retort goes, I understand that your halfling mayor is busy. I have business with him, and he will do right by the royal family of Felwyn to see me post haste. Uh, to which Prince Felwyn turns over and looks at you all and goes, and if you make me bring my bodyguards into this measure, I as, I'm sure that even half of them could prove a lethal challenge for the likes of you. I put my hands up and I'm like, like in the, eh, I'm not find nobody, man. Kind of emotion. The threat, however empty, seems to work on the guard as he turns to you all and goes, do you truly work for this cat? I change my manner and go, yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Kinda? (laughs) He goes, I... The fact that I may or may not work around this cat is merely a coincidence. I will open the gate then. um, To which he fiddles with his key ring and opens up the locked... uh, Not protocolis, the locked gate and escorts you all in and locks the gate behind you all as you enter the grounds. Um, you all walk down the, the cobblestone path up to the small staircase uh, and notice or rather uh, Karak you feel the ground is uneasy here. It sort of trembles to the weight of your party or maybe there's just something in the ground that trembles. But the ground is not stationary here. It's, uh... Weird. Correct. Uh... But as the door... uh, As the the guard leads you over to the door, um, he opens it and sort of gestures for you all to enter, and you can hear upstairs a man uh, hollering about something that doesn't seem to make any sense. It's like you're only getting half of a conversation. It's the occasional agreeance and yes, yes, yes. No, but I won't do that. I can't do that again. I will not have that on the hands of the people of this town. Um, the guard sort of like gestures for you all to please be quiet for a moment as he goes to fetch the mayor. Um, he goes up the stairs and then you hear uh, as a door opens, you hear, I'm I'm busy, Markin. What? And you hear the guard, you know, say something quite whispered. And, and you hear the sort of booming voice go, Fine, fine, show them up. But give me just a moment, just a moment. Uh, the guard comes back down and he says, uh, The mayor will be having you in his office in just a moment, if that's all right with you. Terribly sorry. 
as you can hear, he's quite busy. The arguing conversation goes on another moment upstairs, and then as it subsides, uh, you hear a audible sigh, and then the guard sort of leads you back up the leads you up the stairs at this point, um, and stands next to a door and opens it and gestures for you all to enter. Uh, inside of which is an array of of about ten little chairs and on two lines of five in front of a desk with a uh, swivel chair with its back turned. And you see a single hand stick out from the side like a fucking Bond villain. And you just hear, please, come inside, sit. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I go inside. Right. I go inside and take a seat. Yeah. Uh, as the door closes and you all find yourselves nice and situated, the, ja- the chair sort of certainly slowly turns around, and there in front of you sits a halfling. In nice but clearly somewhat disarrayed clothes, and he's sort of like holding a gold coin in his finger. Uh, a moment realization, you realize it's a platinum. And he's sort of thumbing it almost as if it's like a something to keep his mind busy. Sort of looking down and looks at you all with a flick of the eye, and so sort of has uh, in his right hand a small stone with a speaking face on it. What does a bunch of mercenary lookalikes and odd ends come walking into my town and disrupting me when I'm talking to someone very important? He sort of puts the stone away. Uh, Well... We, we didn't mean to interrupt you. We just were told we could speak to you about some questions we had regarding the Kingdom of Felwind. Uh, you sort of, as you say, the, the Kingdom of Felwind, his eyes sort of like... He sort of uh, puts down the platinum coin and sort of leans forward and goes, Fine. You have my attention. I was just speaking to the current leader of that kingdom and said that I might have to handle some strange fellows soon. I didn't think it would be immediately. I understand that you didn't time this well. I heard that there's a cat amongst you, to which Prince Falwin sort of like perks up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sort of slicks his hair back. You can tell he hasn't, shot, he hasn't bathed this morning. He seems to be... A little stressed, and he sort of was fine. I am mayor of this fine town. I am of the family heart. Me and my kin have traveled far and wide over the many lands of Yalzar, and we regard ourselves for our talent for managing less fortunates. Are you related to the bartender? The person who owns the bar? No, Mr. Arden is a dwarf. I am a halfling. I understand that we all might look the same to you from that high up, but I assure you we are quite different. Stop being racist, guys. <laughs> kind of racist. <laughs> uh, if, if I may ask, sir, who were you speaking to a moment ago? I was speaking to the leader of the Kingdom of Felwind. I believe you all know him somewhat well. 
I mean, maybe. Could could you tell us his name? He looks to the cat. Looks back at you. What are you looking for? His full name? Sure. I was just talking to, through a sending stone, your boss, the King of Felwind at this current time, Felsus Marsus Felwind. It's an interesting name. Does that satiate your need? No. No. I mean, it answers that question, but I, I think we have a few others. Very uh, well, then. Ask away, and he sort of pulls up a crystal glass uh, filled with a brown liquid and a small glass uh, next to it and sort of pours in and then just takes up the big glass or big bottle and just takes a drink from it. Well, what do you want to know? And with that, I think we're going to end tonight. Oh, well, this gives me a week to come up with questions. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you all had a nice session. I have been, as always, your dungeon master and host, Kenny. I actually have a small bit of sad news here for the end of the session. Um, My latest critical wick candle is at the end of its life. So I will bury the candle of fighter and look for a new scent here on the horizon. Please remember criticalwick.com, soy candles, Dungeons and Dragons dice at the bottom. They'll be there for you when you need them. I've been your Dungeon Master Kenny. We have our freshly waxed crow. It's your boy Necro. Have a good one, guys. Our keenly sharpened yak folk. Spoke, we here. Have a good night. And think about that barbarian scent. <laughs> our druid that really doesn't like the ground here. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Our, our bard who's looking to make some bank. I am indeed. It's Lauren. It's been fun. And are certainly at some point absent, although no one but I knows why, Rogue. Bye, guys. See you next time. It's Elise. And the crab-based cavalier that really can't catch a goddamn crab-based break. <laughs> Znick as Nalus. See you guys next time. Have a nice night. Good night. Bye.